Testing. Testing. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yum. Mm. Well, all of you podcast listeners, all all none of you are super missing out on this cocktail. On this right aviation now. that we have. It's really tasty. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> so I'm Hilda. And I'm Rachel. And we've been friends since we were six years old. Yeah. First grade. Crazy. Yeah. I remember the day you walked in. Me too. Mrs. Edwards asked me to take you around the class or the the school. I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yes. And you were were the person that was like, this is where the bathroom is. And I was like, great. This is important information. And that's how our friendship went. Yeah, pretty much. It's crazy to think about. Actually, really is. It is. But through thick and thin. Here we are. All all the life experiences. Yeah. 30-year-old women. Yeah, we still love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's I, what we're here to talk about. <laughs> I was showing someone that picture you sent me of us. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old we were there. Uh, the one with us in, in my backyard where you're wearing the ring. Yes. I believe that was probably what, like thirteen. Yeah, it something must like have been. that. Yeah, because that's when the movie. It was a birthday of mine. I can track back and see oh which one gosh. it was. <laughs> I just yeah, I I remember because it was the first PG thirteen movie I was allowed to watch. Yeah, I didn't watch it in theaters, but I had to read the book first, mm-hmm. and that's how I fell in love with it. For me, it was more of. This looks like a really cool movie to watch. Hmm. And so I actually watched all the movies before I read any of the books. Oh, okay. So I've read all the books now, just the one time. Yeah. But I did make it through all of them, and I'm proud of myself for that because I'm not a big book reader. Yeah. And those are pretty dense. They are. Yeah. I mean, I'm rereading them now, and it's taking me quite a bit of time. Yeah, it's a lot to get through. It is. But they, they offer something different. I Definitely. The There's so many different types of person represented. For sure. Throughout, including, like, not with, not just within certain, like, I don't know what you would categorize them as, like, the species or, like, the type of, because you have the hobbits and the elves. Yeah. But, like, also within them, what like, blurring the lines. Yeah. Yeah, not just, species is not, I don't think that's the right term. Okay. I don't know. It works. Yeah. <laughs> but still, you know, not just making them all stereotypical and that's yeah. it, but blurring the lines between them yeah. and making them all, you realize they're all on like the same, they're all for the same goal. They're trying to achieve the same thing. Totally. And I think, I think that's what, like, I think we should talk more about when we were that eight, when we were 13 yeah. and how that because of of how the story because of like the heart of the story that's why it's endured you know maybe endured isn't the right word but that's that's why it's like um carried the same weight for us now yes is i think those themes like are applicable to any stage of yeah life. and considering the 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 incredibly strong theme of friendship Mm -hmm. that's pretty much how anyone in that entire story got anything done it's there it's really a very great it just says so much about what I think J.R.R. Tolkien wanted to tell you about people and characters Mm -hmm. that you can't do anything on your own 
you do need your friends. You do need people to help sometimes literally carry you yes. across the finish line. <laughs> Have you carried me ever? I don't know. Have I didn't. I you? When you dislocated your knee mm. in the swimming pool that one time, I'm oh, pretty sure I did help you, you totally get You totally did. I forgot about that. <laughs> that was our... Wasn't that for, like, a birthday party? Parts yeah, of the I think Caribbean. it was Parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> we really enjoyed our themed yes. movie birthdays. For sure. Yeah, but, yeah, that theme of friendship really resonates for sure. Mm-hmm. Because when, you know, when you're a kid, you just want to find someone to fit in with and someone that you can feel comfortable being goofy and silly with in similar ways. Yeah. And we really found that in each other I think as at a young age for sure and I've I certainly felt very fortunate that you know oh this is someone who who likes to kind of watch the same thing over and over again Mm -hmm. just like I do and doesn't get bored of doing that and likes to see it from a different perspective and yeah Lord of the Rings really turned into that for us oh yeah many marathons oh my goodness marathons we would did we ever watch the appendices together? Hundred percent. Yeah, I remember when I was that around that age. If I ever had a sick day, like if I ever was sick and home from school, I would watch all of those. Yeah, <laughs> special features are so much fun. They are so fun. Does everyone enjoy them as much as we do? I don't think so. <laughs> I I think it's fascinating to yeah. know how things are created, and I I have Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit, and there's a lot of. Uh, questions in there about things that you would learn in the special features yeah. so if anyone wants to play that game I mean anytime that I've ever played any sort of trivia when the category comes around to specifically something Lord of the Rings themed or about movies and it's about the Lord of the Rings everyone turns to me and they're like okay <laughs> so it's time to shine <laughs> I love that we we kind of had a reputation I think a little we bit. Did. <laughs> I know that um, I I peppered my locker with pictures of Aragorn and yep. I had Legolas <laughs> all over. Yeah, we had that infamous journal that we oh, won't yes. tell uh, what we wrote in there, but I just you know I thought we were way cooler maybe than we were, but yeah. but honestly I think we were cool because we didn't. <laughs> We didn't care care what people thought about us. And we had so much fun. We really did. Yeah, we had this journal and we were like, yeah, we'll just talk about Lord of the Rings and write random things in it. And reading it back as an adult was comical. We laughed a lot. But it was, it reminded me of that, the reason we became friends Mm -hmm. and that common ground of we really didn't care if, oh, you think it's weird that. I'm 12 years old and I love Lord of the Rings or we love James Bond or like all these things that people didn't really know a lot about. Mm -hmm. And we really enjoyed sharing those things together and and rewatching the movies all the time. (laughs) And we still, we still do. do. This time it's just a little, it's a little fancier now. It's a little fancier. Maybe charcuterie. Maybe some wine. Definitely. You know, just to heighten the experience yeah definitely but But yeah for sure still about usually almost once a year there is a day that we carve out for 12 hours of lord of the rings it's glorious it's pretty wonderful (laughs) it really is but yeah it all comes down to that idea of friendship and i think why 
people who don't necessarily even like the genre can mm. relate to the characters yeah. and and the like the relationship between Sam and Frodo and Merry and mm. Pippin. You can you can see that in your own life too yeah. with different people. So who are we? I've thought about this and I think we are Sam and Frodo, but mm. I think that we switch off mm. who is Sam and who is Frodo That's based so true. on what the person needs at the time. That's very true. I would agree with you. Because I think in real life, not in story life, mm-hmm. I think a relationship like Sam and Frodo's is not sustainable. No. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like Sam constantly giving, yeah. thanklessly yeah. giving. And Frodo having this really strong external force influencing mm-hmm. him yeah. which is like part of the whole story too yeah. but just draining from Sam and taking mm-hmm. from him and and needing him so desperately yeah that for a lifelong friendship it's not going to work totally so you need to be able to flip flop yeah sometimes you're Sam and sometimes I'm Frodo and sometimes yeah. it switches it's true so it just depends mm-hmm. on what the person needs yeah both gone to Mordor, you know, multiple times. I mean, yeah, we've both had to be carried <laughs> up the mountain. And then we have strawberries and cream at the end. And yeah. All is well. All is well. We're just, you know, back in back in the Shire, happy, happy-go-lucky. Yeah. But, no, it's, I think that that friendship is one of the most, like, it's the deepest friendship, I think, yeah. in the story. And, and because so much of, the story is based on them succeeding. Yeah. It's interesting because their their relationship, I mean, I think they do have a friendship, but Sam is also like an employee, technically. A little <laughs> bit, Frodo. yeah. And I forgot about this, but in the books, because I've been rereading, I'm still in the Fellowship of the Ring, but Frodo's way older. Like, he waits to leave the Shire for like, he he goes on the adventure like ten years later, mm-hmm. whereas the movies it's very you know, Gandalf figures it out. He comes back. Yeah. Let's go. Let's move. Frodo and Sam look and seem pretty young, but in the books, Frodo's kind of older. Isn't he like what in his fifties? Like uh-huh. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting reading. Like I feel like um, I don't see at least right now, up until the point I'm at. They haven't delved into their, like, Tolkien hasn't delved into their relational dynamics as much. But I feel like in the movies, I mean, it ha- again, it happens way quicker and you're, you're visualizing it. But it just feels, I feel so much more emotionally invested yeah. in them. Yes. I think also because you are you are seeing them, you are seeing the dynamic, and, mm-hmm. and the, the pace being faster, I think, helps you get to mm-hmm. that point a lot faster. So in, in that respect, I think the movie, it's telling a different story. I don't want to say that Tolkien, who created it, his is less than. It's just, dif- it's different. You have, you have to account for that, though, when you're yeah. transitioning to the screen, because, y- yeah, it's... You have to keep the audience engaged, and pace is a big factor of that. For sure. I Did I send you that meme? Okay, just... <laughs> Hilda, a huge part of our friendship is sending each other Instagram memes of Lord yeah. of the Rings. Um, or text, you know, whichever, whichever. medium yep. we're feeling. 
But I saw one, did I send you the one that was like, um, after seeing Snyder's uh, Justice League director's (laughs) cut, Peter Jackson (laughs) decided to release the Lord of the Rings cut, and it was eight and a half days long. And I died. I was like, but... I would watch every minute of it. I totally would. And Peter Jackson would do that, because his subsequent films, this is a total side note, but... They are very long. We've learned that he can turn a book that should have been one movie into three very substandard yeah. movies. So, like, it's possible for yeah. him. We should not even go Let's there. not go to The Hobbit. That's yeah. another podcast. That's, yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> but, yeah, so aside from, aside from Sam and Frodo, which is this very, it feels like this very one-sided relationship, especially when things start to get difficult. Mm-hmm. And then it adds in the extra dynamic of now you have Smeagol slash Gollum mm-hmm. influencing Frodo well, the successfully. Ring. The ring yeah. influencing Frodo successfully. Sam is kind of like up against these very challenging adversaries mm-hmm. when it comes to competing for Frodo's trust. Yeah. So that is also an added layer of the dynamic mm-hmm. that is so complicated but mm-hmm. and when you watch it you are so mad at Frodo totally. so mad at Frodo because we know what's going yes. on we've been given all the information of Smeagol's sabotage yeah but Frodo doesn't know and it's so difficult as the audience to not be screaming at him that he's being dumb yeah it's heart-wrenching when he tells Sam to go away yeah. and but but I also can't imagine what the ring... Like, we don't really get to see... Like, is the ring constantly whispering to him? Like, what is going on in his mind? Mm-hmm. Because Frodo is also up against, essentially, two adversaries. Mm-hmm. It's Gollum who's trying to kill him. He doesn't... He doesn't or he doesn't, that. Or doesn't want... Yeah, he doesn't want to believe, wanna it. believe it. And then the ring, which, you know, we learn... I mean, hobbits for some reason have a resilience that other people don't. Mm-hmm. But like, so was people the ring, get corrupted really fast. Was the ring working like extra hard on Maybe. Frodo because of that resilience? I feel like he because Frodo changes so drastically. Like he's yelling at Sam. There's that frustrating scene. Do you remember when Gollum's like talking to himself in the water and he's being yeah. so loud and he's like, "We'll murder them," and then Sam appears and it's like, "Sam, you should have." You Should know. have woken up a second earlier. Yeah, or woken up Frodo yeah. and then been like, listen, listen to what he's saying. He's trying to kill us, yeah. you know. But I think they probably just under... I mean, I, I don't think they knew, like, the effect right. of the ring. And also, I think Frodo wanted to believe the best in Smeagol because mm-hmm. I think he was also afraid that could he turn into that. Totally. And giving him that chance... That's the other, like, dynamic between Frodo and Gollum and Smeagol, mm-hmm. essentially. Like, I mean, he, I think he sees the potential of what the ring can do mm-hmm. and wants to be the person to reach out that hand to Smeagol mm-hmm. and say, I'll help you. I, tr- I believe that you can be good again. Yeah. Because he would want someone to do that for him mm-hmm. if he went so far into the yeah. ring that he lost himself. Yeah. So, well, and I would, sorry to interject, but I would, I would say that Gollum became who he was because he didn't have, 
He was alone. He was alone. He didn't have a Sam. He didn't yeah. have... He killed He killed, he his, killed Sam. his Sam very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Um, Deagle, my love. Yeah. Could the ring be Smeagol's only friend? Oh, that's so sad. I mean, but then are Smeagol and Gollum considered friends? Like, is that double Whoa. personality? Did he create a friend for himself, but that friend was so corrupted by the ring that it totally strayed him the wrong way. I mean, I feel like that part of him is the corrupted part of him. That just comes forward because so he that needs that companionship. That corrupted part of, part of him pushed down the, the part good. of him that is good, and we see that conflict. Yeah. He's almost childlike, that part of him that, that gets shoved down. Yes. And the ring, the ring kind of thirsts for power, yes. thirsts for you know, a host for, for Gollum. And it is interesting. I mean, Frodo, Frodo and, and Smeagol form, they have that, a friendship. And, and I think that's built in the movies. Like when, you know, Gandalf is talking to Frodo in Moria Mm -hmm. and he's like, he's been following us. And and talks has that line oh my gosh I'm totally blinking when he says like um like there may be there may come a time yes when he might you know, be pity, pity is what stayed Bilbo's hand yeah from, like actually showing him yeah gr- like grace in mm-hmm. a sense um Bilbo could have killed him if he wanted to but he mm-hmm. didn't and Frodo kind of had the same yes thing. and at that point Bilbo had the ring, mm-hmm. didn't kill Smeagol. Mm-hmm. Frodo had the ring, didn't kill Smeagol. Yeah. So kind of gives you that, it tells you the difference in their true character mm-hmm. as opposed to Smeagol who killed so early on for the ring immediately. Yeah. With with the only threat being the potential to lose the ring to mm-hmm. his friend, Yeah. killed his friend. So... Yeah, it's very interesting. Three mm-hmm. people so differently affected mm-hmm. by this one magical ring. Yeah. I think to... So something that we've talked about that we've really enjoyed, even in talking about these movies, is these actors in real life Yeah, have these really sweet friendships yep. on the show. Like, they're still yeah. connected to each other. And I think that speaks to... I mean, just how great. Yeah, definitely. The experience was. Speaking of, I like Legolas and Gimli. Their arc. Yes. Of starting out as so, like elves and dwarves historically, <laughs> historically, historically, uh, <laughs> do not like each other. Nope. And it's so cool to see their friendship grow, and they have this competitiveness that really comes out in the movies in a beautiful way. It does. Especially those extended scenes. Especially, yes. <laughs> are great. But all three of them, I mean, really all yeah. three of them. Aragorn is such an anchor as a character in yeah. so many... In like, many of the plot lines. Yeah. I feel like he is this, like, steady friend. Yes. I, Whether like, he's I would, present or not. Yes. He would be like, you know... Yeah, I mean... If I could be friends with anyone in Lord of the Rings... He would also be the most useful. Yeah. <laughs> the most helpful. This is true. <laughs> but yeah, with Aragorn, you have his influence over 
Rivendell mm-hmm. and how he's still like to use the word anchor, anchoring Arwen to stay there. Mm-hmm. And he's physically with Gimli and Legolas and mm-hmm. he is preventing their friendship or their relationship from completely unraveling mm-hmm. into this unhealthy, <laughs> toxic situation. Yeah. He really kind of brings them to reason at mm-hmm. times. And then you have Frodo and Sam knowing that he's out there. Mm-hmm. Confident that he's doing something yeah. to help them. Well, he really, when Frodo holds the ring out for him, to him in the Fellowship of the Ring, and you hear the ring calling to Aragorn, and the fact that he closes Frodo's hand and says, like, I would have gone with you to the end. Yeah. But then he continues. I mean... Mm-hmm. He does. He's doing, like, their next step after that is to help Merry and Pippin, but I think that speaks again to his character and and that he values them. Yes. He considers them a friend. Mm-hmm. He's not like, oh, too bad. Like They're gone, you know, <laughs> what are two less hobbits in yeah. the earth? But, I mean, even, you know... Even the lighter side of it of Merry and Pippin. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna bring them up next. Yeah, they lighter, but then it becomes. It gets real for them. They they their arc is yeah cool too because I think you don't expect it from mm-hmm. either one of them. You're really um, they really play out, especially in Moria. The whole Pippin is an idiot. He can't do anything right, and ha- and that kind of keeps going, mm-hmm. but. Mary, Mary's smart. Mm-hmm. He's he needs Pippin as that helper, mm-hmm. but he really figures a lot of it out mm-hmm. on his own. Yeah, he's. I think he's a very underrated character. Yeah, I think he. I think he matures quicker. Yeah, too as a character, and then, I mean, you see this clearly when Pippin screws up essentially and has yeah. to go with Gandalf because. If Sauron thinks he's Frodo. Yeah. Um, Mary like tells him like you you know, you have to go do this. Like this is the consequence of your mm-hmm. action, and it's the first time they're really separated. But then we see the growth they both experience. You know, Mary choosing to go to battle. Yeah, and that dynamic too with him and Eowyn. Yeah, they're two people that are still seen as not capable mm-hmm. of truly contributing to the cause. Yeah. Kind of left behind mm-hmm. afterthoughts, you know, yeah. you stay help the women. Yeah. Mary, you're you're not going to be able to do anything. And the fact that they band together mm-hmm. and help each other. Yeah. Which how did no one notice that Eowyn had like a child? <laughs> it's so insane. On a horse with her. It did makes n- no none sense. of the other soldiers look around and say like, "Wait a minute, did you bring your son to battle? Like what's yeah. going on?" Yeah, hobbits were like three feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. It's literal child. Yes, exactly. So the fact that no one clocked that. I wonder if it's, you know, their helmets, like, do they have great peripheral vision? Maybe that's what saved them. <laughs> yeah, their their dynamic is also so um it's so touching mm-hmm. that she really shows up for him and he really shows up for her. Yeah. And at the end, she was critical. Mm-hmm to the next step to really defeating a really evil entity yeah and she couldn't have done that without mary's help for sure and he couldn't have done what he did without her faith in him Mm -hmm. that you know i am gonna burden myself with carrying you with me yeah and letting you come to battle with me because i think you'll actually do a good job yeah 
So, yeah, I mean, it's... They're, they're so, like, layered in, too. Because mm-hmm. there's the obvious ones. You know, you have the Frodo and Sam, Merry and Pippin, but then they also have these, like, these really great parallel relationships mm-hmm. with other people. That form throughout the story. Exactly. And then you see characters and you wonder, who are their friends? Like, you have Gandalf and he's, like, their leader. Yeah. But is he really friends with any of them? Mm. You know, Saruman and Gandalf. Are Does they Sarah friends? friends? Sauron? I don't know. Can an eye have friends? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the mouth? The mouth. There we go. But, you know, with Gandalf and Saruman, that's also a really interesting dynamic. Yeah. Are they friends? Are they, like, mentor and mentee? Yeah. They're kind of like brothers in the brotherhood of wizards. But, I mean, Saruman betrays Gandalf. I wouldn't call that a very friendly thing no definitely not (laughs) but my curiosity is more like when Gandalf went were they friends to Saruman did he go as to seek counsel from a friend doesn't he call him an old old friend old I don't remember I'm pretty sure he does okay he refers to him as an old friend it's not just this is like he's above me in Mm -hmm. the you know he's outranks me he is he does in the order but but I, I think he would consider him a friend. But I think, again, how are we defining their yeah. their friendship? I don't know. I mean, Saruman, it's crazy to me that Gandalf had no idea that Yeah, maybe they weren't that close. <laughs> breeding Urukai underground. Yeah, that seems pretty obvious like, to notice. You know, I feel like... I would know if you were doing some really <laughs> evil shit. Oh, you know what? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. So then I guess that answers that question of they must not have been that close. Yeah. Oh, and then the super interesting one that I really like. I think the Wormtongue Theoden dynamic is very interesting. Would you say they're friends? No, I wouldn't say they're oh. friends. I think they're dynamic of... Mm. Because I think that what Wormtongue represents to Theoden is kind of a visual representation of what the ring is to Frodo. Oh, for sure. Because you see it. You see him corrupting Theoden. You see Theoden's Mm -hmm. entire being just, like, be drained. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really... To see Gandalf then come and, like, free Theoden of that is really, like, it's, it's, that's one of my favorite parts. When he, like, when all his beard hair goes away, yeah. he becomes younger again, and his, the glaze over his mm-hmm. eyes isn't there anymore, and then he looks at his niece, mm-hmm. and he knows who she is, yeah. and then asks about his son. It's just, it's such a touching moment. It's powerful. It really is. And it's, it's crazy, I mean, I think I would totally agree, like, the visual representation you feel just as frustrated when you're like, you know, Grima's like, oh, look, Theoden signed this order this morning that, like, Aomer is banished. And you're like, no, he didn't. He wouldn't do that. Yep. But he's so, he's been so corrupted by Saruman, ultimately, but Grima, mm-hmm. you know, is kind of whispering these things to him, probably similar to how the ring is, you know, trying to corrupt Frodo. But... Um, yeah, it's such a powerful moment to see him freed of that, and Theoden quickly, there's some problematic things that come about, 
out about him that I think would be interesting to discuss at some point. Yeah, but, Theoden's a super interesting character. Yeah, he's fascinating to me. Um, he's all about glory, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that is an interesting relationship for sure. And, and again, he shows pity on Grima. He does. He lets him go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing that knowing where he would go, mm-hmm. knowing the information he knows about Gandalf, mm-hmm. about what Arag- Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, all of them being together, knowing yeah. knowing all of that, he does let him leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, where does he think he's going to go? Of course he's going to go back to Saruman. Yeah. So maybe to wrap this up, do you think that after, you know, Aragorn was crowned king... Do you think they all, like, hung out together? Like, do you think they all stayed friends? Yeah, maybe they did, like, an annual fellowship retreat. (laughs) I want to believe that, like, Legolas and Gimli were roommates at some point. That would be an amazing storyline. Like, that would be a great sitcom. I would watch that. Yeah, that would be really great. (laughs) So, yeah, maybe, I don't know. No one would come and visit Aragorn. They're just like, bye. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I would realistically, I would imagine with the time and the way life was that it probably was this end and yeah. then everything kind of started again once Aragorn was crowned king and Sauron was defeated and the evil looming over was gone. I think uh yeah, maybe everyone just kind of did their own thing after that. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that they do an annual fellowship retreat. I like that. And they go where do to they like, retreat? I think they would go Bangor? to Rivendell. Oh, Rivendell. I think oh. they would go back to Elrond's where Elrond's not even there. Yeah, they would just go All back to... All the elves are gone? Yeah, where it started. Who lives in Rivendell? They just abandoned that beautiful place? Well, maybe they go once a year for their retreat and do some renovations. Was Bilbo there by himself after all the elves left? I don't know. <laughs> just alone? <laughs> just hanging out? Lots more to talk about. But ultimately, the friendships. I think we got, I think we covered them pretty thoroughly. Oh, yeah. And it's just fun to do this with you. Yeah. And a celebration of an aspect of our friendship. Exactly. There's a lot, there's a lot more to it. It's not just Lord of the Rings. We're not completely insane. No. There's a lot more to it. But yeah, Lord of the Rings, I think for sure. Something we've just enjoyed forever. Yeah. Such good quality. Mm. So entertaining. So good. And, yeah, just reminds you that you need good people in your life. Yeah. In order to make it through. Yeah. Otherwise, it's literally impossible. Otherwise, you're gone. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Alone. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you really need someone to carry you up that mountain. Yeah. So, Aww. there we go. I love you, Hilda. Love you, too. <laughs> well... That wraps it up, I guess, yeah. for today. Week one, episode episode one podcast. Pilot episode. Pilot, that's what it's called. <laughs> Cut all this out. Pilot episode Me. of the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to It's Quite Cool. Oh, yeah. It's quite cool to talk about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> We're going to work on that tagline. Yes, definitely. It's, it's quite, quite cool. cool. It is. Yeah. It's quite cool. It's quite cool. Sounds good. Well... Until next time. Bye. Bye. Namale. That's all this. Okay, goodbye. (laughs)